This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Splash Pages. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show scheduled for you, as always. But with us tonight, Velvet Joker. How's it going, bud? Good evening. Hey, guys. How are you? It's Tuesday. You know what that means. The award-winning Splash Pages is on, and it's your man, Velvet J, the throwback king here with a, a fantastic guest tonight, the amazing, the world-renowned Joe St. Pierre of Zodiac's fame and Spider-Man versus Wolverine and a million other titles. Cool. Yay, Joe! What up, guys? Thank you for blessing us tonight, sir. How are you? And We're uh, great. We're great. Totally, and we can't Great forget to you. You forgot uh -oh. somebody, I think, right? Uh -oh. <laughs> you, you know what? And he I had an everything. <laughs> I had an interest planned. It was going to be funny. It's going to be off the cuff, but it's fine. Joe's here. We're all excited. We got a little, little, little extra in the pumpkin squash, so it's fine. It's fine. I'm Drew. I'm excited to be here. I'm wearing a turtleneck. Let's start the show. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, this is gonna be a fun one. And how Absolutely. long have you guys been working together? <laughs> about almost it's about to end right now. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, what's going on? Not a hell of a lot. Just trying to put out my books. How are yeah. you guys doing? Zodiac. What issue are we on, Joe? We're on uh, the issue one. I'm relaunching the series. Okay. What? And, uh, so the uh, first issue, New Zodiacs, uh, Aquarius number one, came out. Cool. Uh, was it was due in July, but came out a couple weeks late. Came out in August. All right. And, um, very proud of it. And it comes in different covers. This is oh, the nice. the black cover. This Shiny. is the Zoop cover, which will be appearing for the first time in public. Very at cool. Eric Yakko's alternate universe comic shop this weekend oh nice and then there's the whatnot variant that you can only get through 
um, Frozen in Carbonite comics. Cool. And then there's the White Rabbit variant, which was pencil sketched by Brett Azar, who played the okay. Terminator. He was Arnold's body double in the Terminator. Oh, and cool. he plays uh, the young Sheik in um, the Iron Sheik in the Young Rock TV series. Oh, and then right. there's the Colorado Springs uh, Comic Con exclusive uh, cover by Ian Chase Nichols. Wow. So chase them all down. Have a good time. Seriously. Nice. Now, will you have those, Joe, at um, Rhode Island Comic Con? Because I think we, we, may be, uh, we may be heading down there. Yeah, I should have most of them there. Mm-hmm. Nice. The, uh, the White Rabbit and the Whatnot exclusives probably won't have those, but the other ones I should have for you. Yep. Sweet, man. And, and you know, I got to say, Joe, with your experience in Marvel, I was expecting a holographic cover or something. You know. I uh, I actually uh, t- this year is also the 25th anniversary of my very first creator-owned comic that I did with Image. It was called Megahertz, and I don't have Megahertz handy, but that one's got a metallic cover. Does that count? Oh, it's got a metallic yeah, yeah, that cover. That's pretty close. Okay, cool. You'll see that at Rhode Island as well. That's fine. And you'll see that at the show this weekend uh, at the signing. Okay. Uh, alternate Amazing. Year. Very nice. Good times. Awesome. Good times indeed. Uh, Joe, did you have a chance to watch uh, um, She-Hulk or Werewolf by Night? I have not. I have not. Have you guys? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? But Werewolf by Night, yes. Um, no. Um, well, we talked about last week. Werewolf by Night, we thought was a really was a really good foray into Marvel for horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, we thought they did pretty well with it. Um, I think they need to let Jack marinate a little bit more personally, mm-hmm. but his guest, who again we will only refer to as Ted, because <laughs> you need to understand why. T S. Yeah, he's a, a big, big, big guy. Um, uh, you know, very, very, uh, very liberal. You know, all about motifs. <laughs> all about green. You know, he's very, you know the thing you got to say about it is the guy doesn't say a lot, but he makes quite an impression. Definitely leaves people livid, almost <laughs> on fire. On fire. Yeah, indeed. But mm-hmm. honestly, Joe, it's only 55 minutes, and it's worth checking out. It's, and it's in black and white, so it's got that old Universal Monsters feel to it. Fun. Fun. So fun. Um, it's definitely worth it. And the, what's also nice is there's not really too much of a connection to the MCU. So oh, you feel that's like, a, oh, That's wow. a good thing? Well, and it feels makeup based versus CGI based, which I thought was really cool. Oh, cool! The cool. Uh, the werewolf transformation was done all on camera. It's all um, practical effects. Oh, very cool! The, they did it. It's really cool. They did it with shadows. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so they had multiple people in multiple uh, transitions of of the werewolf. And uh, yeah, as the he's transforming, lights flashing, and you see, you know just him changing just as a silhouette and oh my god it's awesome very fun very fun and and to reiterate joe it's 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 not that it's it's bad it's not it's not quote unquote connected but Mm -hmm. it's kind of similar to if you ever saw moon knight how moon knight was its own thing but it acknowledged certain things but it wasn't just like oh here's an easter egg here's you know Mm -hmm. it's its own thing in the same universe Mm -hmm. which is kind of like how comics used to be where there were our own Separate alley, but then we'll cross over. Right, so, right, exactly. Not a direct connection to another show or another movie, mm-hmm. but 
but you they were it, it, uh, the universe is shared and they could show up or you could do like a passing yeah. reference to you know past events or characters that are within the universe yeah yeah that's kind of yeah. cool yeah no it, it definitely is and um did he end up creating the history are you asking wait richard i'm confused richard did he end up creating the hispanic superhero maybe are we are we talking about our guest or where uh, we'll find about me i'm he not sure I, I think uh richard was on one of the shows uh oh okay maybe <laughs> I, you know. the 90s <laughs> was a crazy time man you know and people did a lot of creating back then sure you know uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah so and uh as far as uh, She-Hulk goes, Joe, um, I, I felt uh, they stuck to the point that it was a, a lawyer comedy with a, with a girl that happened to have superpowers. Mm -hmm. And um, they gave amazing nods to both John Byrne and the Dan Slott runs. Cool. Uh, uh, with, your, with your fourth wall breaks and, uh, you know, her being able to talk openly to the audience, which is on the fourth wall breaks, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did something really cool with her trying to meet Kevin, the head of the agency, which I won't ruin for you, but is definitely okay. worth okay. in the season finale. So, okay. And, uh, and how many episodes were was She Hulk? How many? It's like eight or nine, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's nine. And yeah, uh, the, cool. the, there was a, a, a guest star, and a lot of people felt it was controversial that he was a little comedic, but he was comedic in the comics on occasion. Mm -hmm. So and, I said, mm -hmm. I thought it, it lined up. Mm -hmm. And and Joe, it's really easy to binge. I mean, the episodes are 20, almost 30 minutes, which is funny considering how other MCU shows, they're usually like 45 minutes to an hour. She-Hulk was very mm -hmm. quick. Like you could probably binge it in a whole weekend. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll get there. It's uh, um, I think I just saw Doctor Strange the other day. So The second one? <laughs> yeah. What'd you think? Let's move on. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I... I <laughs> you definitely got to check out She-Hulk because it, it definitely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, there's They're all starting to blur together into the same movie. They're just oh, changing pictures. Oh, boy. So I look forward to seeing something different. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, both those editions are definitely a little different than what they've been doing. So mm -hmm. it, it was a nice change. So. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Leo, you were saying? Well, no, no. I was gonna say that She-Hulk is is like a breath of fresh air. You know, it, it's it, it's very comical. I love the fourth wall breaks. Um, and yeah, we don't want to spoil the ending, but yeah, it, it has repercussions in the MCU that is huge, and absolutely love it. Indeed. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. On my list, I have to see uh, Cap. Uh, what is it? Falcon and Winter Soldier too. Did you oh. see that? How old is that now? <laughs> is this like old? So old he forgot it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's actually in the news this week. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, so it looks like Harrison Ford is uh, going to be playing uh, Thaddeus Ross. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. Okay. In the next uh, Captain America movie with uh, uh, the new Captain America. So uh, is um, Thaddeus is is uh william hurt wasn't he yeah yeah william hurt he, passed, he passed away, away yeah. so we're gonna switch switch roles and and we'll just uh we'll just make that mental switch ourselves right yep, yep, totally. okay we can do that i mean listen if we could go from terrence howard 
Pratt's character looking at Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah. You can that, totally that, do it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's funny because I think I keep seeing articles about that. I'm like, man, let it go. Or it, Chris it, Evans was once the torch, right? The human torch. And now right. he's, uh, he's right. the iconic role Captain of America. Captain America. So Absolutely. You yeah, know, you switch uh, your brain a little bit. And it was funny because somebody brought up, uh, it was like, oh, you know, we've been seeing different versions of characters and whatnot. Like, let's bring out, like, they brought up the Fantastic Four and the Council of Reeds. And I'm like, listen, if we bring back that Reed Richards, I'm fine with that. Okay. That everybody was fine with that. We just do not want Jessica Alba Sue Storm. Pretty, <laughs> not, not like, I'm sorry. All due respect. Beautiful. <laughs> Tried no, so uh, so you like the Yo and Gruffid Reed Richards, or you like the Krasinski? Reed I, you know, Richards? I, I, I think they all fit their version. I think that Reed was the you know, kind of smart, but you know, still a little funny. This Reed was really more of the family Reed, kind of like the Reed that we've known for years, where he's a dad and mm -hmm. he's also Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. And clearly not a fan of pasta after what we saw. <laughs> so, I, I, again, with the thing with multiverse is that it allows that there is literally a version for everybody. We saw that with Spider-Man. We now see that with, I guess, Doctor Strange's, mm -hmm. whatever. The multiverse, mm -hmm. that, that was the point of the multiverse is that there's mm -hmm. literally someone for everyone. So you cannot say we didn't touch all the bases. Mm -hmm. I'd like to... Uh send props out to Yo and Gruffid, not be uh not because uh he did an outstanding job at the on the ff movies um yeah. i blame the writers for that because he was yeah. also in a uh, mini series uh i'm not sure the year but it was quite a few years ago he played a character called uh horatio hornblower and horatio hornblower was this um I guess Victorian era sea captain, and he uh, he kind of prote protected you know England from pirates and whatnot. And the the miniseries was basically uh, kind of started at him as a young, like a, a young officer, like a yeoman or whatever that proper term is. He started as a yeoman and kind of worked his way up the ranks to captain. And uh, the miniseries this character Horatio Hornblower was this gung-ho adventurer jumping right into the fray, you know? Uh, and I was like, that's fucking Reed Richards right there. That's the guy, except Reed Richards translates into cosmos, right? Into high hard science and alternate mm -hmm. universes and deep space, you know, inner interaction with alien races and stuff like that. But the, the enthusiasm and that kind of adventurous eye he had in Horatio Hornblower, that's that's how I see Reed Richards. And if they mm -hmm. had written that guy in the FF movies, I think they would have I, I think they would have been a higher praised. Let's put he, it that way. I'm sure they made money, but mm -hmm. I think we would be remembering them more fondly if 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 they yeah. had written that that Reed Richards for and, me. And, you know, Joe, you bring up a good point. And I feel like a lot of people always are so quick in comic books things to blame the actors for the portrayal. Yeah. They, they only do so much. A lot of that is also on the writers. Sure, sure, you know, sure. Because they're reading that material. So yeah. 
you know, um, that's a really good point. And funny, as you were saying, describing this, I was like, man, maybe, you know, this guy would have been much better of a Reed Richards if they were doing like Marvel 1602, which, you know, he's in the Victorian <laughs> era. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I think the context, I mean, you could still play that kind of character in a different right. context, but... But yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I didn't read 1602, so I, I can't see it. It was that. basically just Marvel taking a place in like the 16th century. So yeah. they were the uh, adventurers of the Fantastique. Yeah. You know, basically Fantastic Four with a ship. Oh. <laughs> um, That's kind of cool, actually. It, it, it actually really was. And we should definitely cover that for a future story. But I, I agree with you. Like all of those old like the 2000 marvels you know they all had their decent points i mean i mean and i've said this to rich and and leo and jeremy before you see these movies you have like one or two good moments and you're like wow this entire movie could have been like that yeah. but why because we had no idea what we were doing you know and my best example of that ghostwriter there were one or two really cool moments the nicholas Nick cage ghostwriter yeah Yes, the first one. You're like, oh, this is really cool. And then he opens his mouth and like, shit. <laughs> you shouldn't yeah. have opened your mouth during the two yeah. hours exactly. of this movie. Stay the, <laughs> no, don't turn back. Stay the skull. Stay the skull. Don't oh. And then oh, the second he, he turned like, back. Damn it. Yeah, the second he was like, How do you, I feel like my skull's on fire. I'm like, okay, that's it. The movie's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the first one the, wasn't that, terrible. The second one was god awful though you know the sad thing thing is when i disconnected my nerd brain i thought the second one was fine but then i was like okay okay cool i can watch the movie now (laughs) oh no this is garbage this is horrible (laughs) you know it's like i I just rewatched uh blade like the first blade um which is actually a pretty decent vampire movie Mm -hmm. uh with skindorf as the bad guy and then I started to watch the second one, which is totally unwatchable. Like the first 20 minutes is him just killing bad guys with no story at all. Like zero story. You just run out of gas, man. It's like, we got to hit, but we got no gas in the car. I don't care. Go downhill off the cliff. I'm sorry. Just go. Are you talking the second one with, with directed by Guillermo del Toro, Rich? Or are you talking about the third one? Because the third no, one. No, no. I'm sorry. The second one starts <laughs> the first 20 minutes where he's literally just killing people with nothing. And then and then, uh, then suddenly he finds uh, Whistler in, in some kind of tube. And then the story kind of started. But yeah. Sorry, Drew, if you like that one. It wasn't for me. I, I'm sorry. I love the second one. I think the second one's great. It's the third one that it's just is, no the, is, is uh, the universally third one, panned one that, third one's yes. ryan reynolds yes the, the the third one where it's like oh hey let's do dracula but let's make him look like a like a club kid out of an snm club i was just like no no sexy dracula okay he's got to have an open <laughs> shirt not armor and it's it can't be the guy who would later be fucking heat wave in the CW, I've seen that. I'm like, oh, no, right, right, right. Stop, Stop. Mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> so, no. So, so was the third one the one where they actually had to CGI his eyes opening? Yes. What? Yeah, Wesley Snipes uh, like didn't want to open his eyes for the scene, so they actually had to CGI his <laughs> eyes. Open. It is. The, check out the videos okay. online. It, it's a yeah, there's, there's a lot of turmoil. Supposedly, he choked out the director during that. 
third installment. Oh, so. no kidding. Hey, it's Beatrice. Hey. Hey, Beatrice. Nice hey. to see you. She says, uh, Joe did an amazing illustrations for my Nightmare on Elm Street backstory prequel book, The Kruger Curse, Nightmare Before Elm Street. Awesome. Beatrice cool. played uh, Amanda Kruger in the fifth uh nightmare on elm street movie yeah. right oh very nice very cool and uh richard's been chiming in love his work thank you richard um i i know we only have you for a little bit so we definitely want to get into the books um so uh just to cover a couple really quick new thing uh news items uh they're talking uh sasha baron cohen possibly playing uh, mephisto you are so excited. really <laughs> very nice. Okay. Uh, there, there's rumors that we're gonna uh, the Wonder Man movie movie is uh, is on its way. Uh, Evan Peters uh, possibly returning to play both Ralph Boner and Quicksilver. Quicksilver is going to be in Wonder Man. Um, the Spider-Man No Way Home extended edition comes out on VOD tomorrow. Um, and uh, the big rumor that was hitting the web today, Robert Downey Jr. possibly returning for Secret Wars. Yeah. Nice. Uh, on the DC side, uh, the rumor is saying that uh, Walter Hamada was against Henry Cavill returning as Superman. Mm. Uh, but Dwayne Johnson went, went around him to the execs to get Henry Cavill back. So uh, Superman 2 is possibly in production right now. Okay. I think I think Cavill is the best oh, looking agree. Superman of them all. Yeah, I mean, no, hands down, Christopher Reeves is, is you know definitely my favorite Superman, but Cavill is is definitely a a sure second. Cavill's an, Cavill's another one like uh, you know Gruffy got a crappy written movie. You know, if you put yeah, him in a you. in a good Superman yeah. movie, uh, the world will be changing. Exactly. And on top of it, Leo, to credit yours, everybody, every Superman, it's just like all Batmans. Everyone fit their version. Mm -hmm. Christopher Reeve brought the character life in a time when someone's like a comic book movie, comic books, <clears throat> really. he did great. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, also I want to give credit. Brandon Routh did a great job and he suffered exactly what Joe's saying. He was a good Superman in a bad movie. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Henry Cavill. So, you know, Brandon got his chance to redeem himself in the in the CW, and he looked fantastic, and he did great. So let's give Henry his shot. I mean, again, I'm not the biggest fan of the Snyderverse, you know, but you know what? I'm all for second chances and a good Superman for a good comic book movie. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Now, well, now it sounds like we're entering the Rockverse. Is that what we're gonna call it? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're not you're not good with names, okay? <laughs> The Rock's going to be DC's new Kevin Feige. He's going to call the shots. Who's playing who and what move, what uh, yeah. properties get developed into movies? He, he's going to tell Joe. You know, he's going to tell us what's cooking, and we're like, oh, okay. We're <laughs> you know, I guess it depends depends on how well Black Adam does over the next couple of weeks. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the the ending scene has been leaked all over the web, but uh, you know, if he gets his say, I mean, he's he's really pushing for a Marvel DC crossover. So, uh, oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what you know what oh. fine whenever it happens i'll judge from a distance okay well, he's, he's been working what on this trying to get this movie done for like 10 20 years so maybe in another 10 20 years 
What did y'all think of uh, Submariner uh, casting and footage so far? Ready for it. Yeah. He's so easily down. one of my top 10 favorite comic superhero characters. It, nice. It, and, you know, and again, we talked about this, so I'll summarize it. Joe, I saw his portrayal and I'm like, way to do something new with it, mm-hmm. but but within a different context and still within the realm of the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but double it, it, jump it, it, he does it, in the trailer is insane. Absolutely. And the, the Inca influence and the feathers, that's, that's all awesome and beautiful. Yeah. It, I, it, I can't I, wait to see what they do with it. it. I'm very excited. I, I think personally it's going to be great, honestly. But again, there is a way where you can reference the comics but still do your own thing and it mm-hmm. still makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything is an Easter egg, but we notice the small deets, like the double jump. Hell, a man with little winged feet. You're like, how the hell does this not look silly as shit? But it, it, looked, it, it looked pretty cool, yeah. You know? <laughs> so... Oh, Beatrice says, great meeting you. And she wants to wish you both a good night, Joe and Leo. So, all right. Thanks for go. coming by, Beatrice. Nice there to hear you from you. Oh. All right. So, Leo, while we still have Joe, Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. <laughs> so, uh, our book of the week, we looked at Moon Knight issues 29 and 30. And, uh, Drew, why were these chosen? Well, these were chosen specifically because when we had Joe originally on the show and we were talking about, uh, Moon Knight specifically, I believe his his appearance on Werewolf by Night and such. We had Joe on, and Joe was talking about these issues that sounded just horrific, just perfect for the season. And I figured, how? What better way to get him come back than literally <laughs> show that he has good taste in, in in classic comics, and then also for all our friends of as Rich puts it, Shocktober. Shocktober. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Um, that we also wanted something cool and brief. And I gotta say, for two issues, I mean, this book fucking rocks, man. I mean, you got, <laughs> you know, you got Bill Sankowitz coming in hot doing his awesome style everything is gritty dark perfect uh just just halloween like like this movie fucking halloween man mm-hmm. that's the way i put it so mm-hmm. but maybe i should let joe explain more since he's the one who recognizes no i i talked all i talked the whole time last time i like to hear your guys take on this because if i if I recall, you had never read it before, right? Uh, no, Rich or uh, Leo, you no. haven't read it either, right? Correct. So, Leo, so what do you think? Uh, this was a great read. It's, uh, you know, totally new coming into, like, Werewolf by Night and, you know, just a little bit of Blade. Not Blade. Blade <laughs> <laughs> on the moon. Uh, moon Knight. Yes. Uh, yeah, th- this was really enjoyable. And, uh, you know, one thing that struck with me was, and, and for those of you that watch Werewolf by Night, is, you know, when um, they're trying to get it where um, uh, uh, Jack, uh, you know, won't go after Moon Knight when he's in werewolf mode. And they did that whole, like, ritual. That made me think of, and, and Rich, you know, maybe you thought of the same thing talking about werewolf by night on a show where they said it only worked with one person before and i was thinking Ooh, that was oh, a interesting throwback. 
Nice. I Could didn't have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought look of at, that. Look at Leo with the details. Yeah. I'm not working you too hard at your job. Good. I, I got a couple brain cells bouncing together. <laughs> Only a couple. Um, yeah, Rich, what did you think? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and again, with the Halloween season, the whole um, that the Satanists are, are chasing Jack Russell because they feel that uh, the, the head of the Satanists is saying, like, uh, this is the creature that they need to kill to, with their connection to Satan and their power. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's all kind of a sham. But they're they're So they're tracking Jack Russell. And Jack initially thinks that it's by mystical means. Mm -hmm. And uh, he reaches out to Moon Knight. He realizes he's in trouble. And what's interesting about that is it, the very first, uh, they actually reference the, their first meeting together do. Uh, where, where the art of Jack Russell was nowhere near as awesome as Bill, Bill Sinkwit. I don't know how to say his product. How do you say it, Joe? Sinkevich. Sinkevich. Thank you. Bill Sinkevich's art. I really like this version of uh, Jack Russell. Um, and Moon Knight, it, you know, he he pins in, and you know, this is not this is not mystical in nature. This is medical in nature, and he's obviously being tracked. Um, and and it's really cool where they're they're tracking sort of the mystical and the science and the split personality of Moon Knight, which they really get into the different personalities of him arguing with uh, it's Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, uh, Moon Knight himself. Um, so I, I thought it was truly enjoyable. Um, and I like, I like all that mystical error. I mean, my, my Harley is a Wiccan and, uh, that's why I can't wait to bring her your Zodiacs, uh, after a Rhode <laughs> Island comic-con joke. Cause I think she'll really enjoy that series. How cool. Um, great. but yeah, I, I thought this was a great two story. Uh, I mean, I, you had referenced it in the earlier episode that you had been on with us. And I was like, what a great way to get Joe back, because um, for those that don't know, if you ever see Joe at a con, which he likes to promote his work, he's very approachable. He's a really nice guy and he'll talk comics with you. He's he's a nerd, too, through and through from, you know, he's had a long career and he'll talk to you about his art. He'll talk to you about different stories he likes. He's a nice guy. So uh, thank yeah, you for right. this suggestion, Joe. This was, this <laughs> was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Why'd you well, buy it? You know, we appreciate your time and you should feel good and you're a great guy and you should be rewarded for that. Uh, thanks. Are you writing his dating profile? <laughs> swipe I want to be running his TikTok soon, so I'm buttering him up. So I'm working on my video editing. Right, well, well, I mean, God, if, I mean, serve the main course if you're buttering up his role like this. God, no, no. Just, you know, Is there a, a nice comic book version you know, of Tinder it, somewhere? All. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so I guess I'll just put in my two cents. Uh, I also love this. As, again, I feel like you don't see this kind of storytelling these days. This was two issues and it was just compact. Yeah, There's a baby. lot going on. Yeah, Everybody baby. had their time. Yep. And me, I love seeing that world again. I love seeing, um, you know, Moon Knight supporting cast of Marlene, Frenchie, Marlene, Gina uh, Loxley, I think that's mm -hmm. the, the, the the homeless guy. You know, um, that's the most well-spoken homeless man I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I mean, just I didn't know pancakes make you wax poetic like that. Like, oh, he's know. got a backstory though. You got to read the other issues, right? Um, so that was great. I also loved. There was just one moment where where Moon Knight is trying to argue 
with Jack that his transformation isn't supernatural. Yeah. That he thinks it's biological. Like I was like, are you really trying to tell a man who turns into a werewolf that this shit isn't super? And I'm thinking about this and I'm just thinking how I think this is actually one of the rare cases where this is, I don't know if it's whimsical or ironic that you have this person who is an avatar for a god who, you know, but then I'm thinking of this is where he is in his life. He's not so far, like now he is 100% mystical as shit. Mm -hmm. um, it was just funny. Like you have that, there's always that one person in the horror movie like, no, 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 this is not magic. This is, no, this is science. There is a logical explanation. It was like, motherfucker, zombies <laughs> are coming up out of the ground. Stop arguing, pick up an ax, okay? Oh, we can wax reality later. Um, <laughs> that was great. Uh, the action's fantastic. Um, I just, what I enjoyed about Moon Knight is that he is smart enough to know that when he's outnumbered, he just lets Jack go. He's just like, yeah. fuck him up, dude. Yeah. Like He's just killing Satanists left and right. Moon Knight is like, I'm Batman in this, but I'm still going to kick their ass. <laughs> and, you know, me, one of my favorite moments, which to me felt very horror, was how he dealt with uh, Belial, the, the head Satanist. I thought that was just, uh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of how uh, Darkman took care of his bad guy. Just, wow, you know, wild. I'm not dark man <clears throat> yeah thank you joe see joe knows what i'm talking about just bam <clears throat> that was a long time dude. is um, that how the guy died in dark man the villain yeah died. just oh yeah <clears throat> yep got drop <laughs> drop nice. like a bad head my man nice but it it was just so great and and again it had that nice ominous ending at the end where you know will i ever see moon knight again again i don't know maybe but you just have <clears throat> the, the monster is free, but he's still a man. You know, you got that whole Jekyll and Hyde thing that became part of, of Werewolf of Night. It just, again, just another example of great classic storytelling that I wish we saw more of because I know it's still in comics, but I don't see it as much as I mm -hmm. feel it used to be. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my little review. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if our guest wants to say something, he's more than welcome to. But he says he's talked enough, so he's just going to sit and... I just want to uh, uh, ask Leo. I sent you um, to your email. I sent you a few pictures. Uh, there were three emails. Um, I'm looking for the first picture, uh, the traditional Werewolf by Night, the covers of issue one, and then 32 and 33. Do you have those handy? I do. I wish there was a way to um, <clears throat> put the two pictures together, such as, um, you know, say the cover of issue one, Werewolf by Night, and then the picture of Sienkiewicz's Werewolf in issue uh, 29. If there's, I don't know if there's any way to do that, but uh, I would love to do that. Well, let me, I, let I didn't me, get a chance to do it myself. I can do that. So you're looking. Uh, so which. Let's let's look at uh, it, um, the cover of issue one. If we could. That one right there. I mean, look at that fucking. Excuse me. That's a gorgeous shot. But here he is. You know, civilized. He's still basically human, right? Mm -hmm. This yeah. furry guy. It's a great drawing, Mike Plug. 
Um, and what I loved about Werewolf by Night was uh, at this time, I, I bought these issues off the rack because I'm older than you guys. Mm. So what I loved about this Werewolf by Night is like, this guy had a belt on. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He needed to keep his pants on. So that belt buckle made him distinguished him from other werewolves. That's that's what that's how I look at it. You know, werewolf fights other werewolves. You know, this is our boy because he's the guy with the belt buckle, but he's still kind of very humanoid, right? So mm -hmm. nowadays, you know, nowadays if you read Spider-Man or Cap or whatever, he looks. You know, there's a lot of editorial. Um, I don't want to say like a laissez-faire kind of attitude among editorials. So you could pick up two issues of say um, Spider-Man or uh, the Hulk, and he looks different. The the two the styles of art or the choices that the artists make very often the characters, even though that's the Hulk in this issue and that's the Hulk in this issue the the two look completely different you can tell right. an artist's style right when yeah. when uh this artist draws this this version of the hulk and this artist draws mm -hmm. this, you can tell it's the hulk but they look vastly different it wasn't really right. the case back in the 70s and into the 80s you know it's like even though uh mike plug might have drawn the first 10 issues and tom sutton did the next two and then gil kane did an issue you could tell this was werewolf by night. He was humanoid. Uh, he he just looked like he had basically a, a, like kind of a hairpiece on, and he had right. the green and he had the belt buckle, the green pants right. and the belt buckle, right? right? So now now I'm I grew up with this werewolf, and so now mm -hmm. I pick up issue twenty nine of Moon Knight, and. Um, Werewolf by Night was canceled sometime in I think around seventy six ish. So here's yeah. here's Moon Knight nineteen eighty two, six years later, right? So he's you know when Sinkevich draws Werewolf by Night, it's completely friggin' different. Mm -hmm. This was like a shock, right? Like to see this is I think I have a theory that this is post Howling. I think when do you guys you guys would know when the Howling came out. Uh, I would say the, the you're talking the first one. Yes. Yeah, I would say like 72, 74. I mean, actually, no, I'm wrong. It's like early 80s. The yeah, first I think it's early. Time. I would say it's early. I would I, I would guess 1980-ish. Yeah, I would say so, 80, 81. It's really early in the horror. Yes. Because it, it made that impact. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing Sienkiewicz has seen The Howling, and now suddenly Werewolf by Night becomes this freaking giant freaking hunchback wolf looking dude right yeah right. and when i saw that as a kid i was like oh, oh joe, by the way, joe by the way 81 so you were right yeah yep. oh dude perfect there you, you would never know this the guy doesn't even have pants on in the first issue yep, that's a, that's Let a, the belt buckle is gone you know this is not doesn't even look like the same guy right so for, for me as a fan who has all 37 issues of werewolf by night looking at this guy i'm like wow. <laughs> you know it's like holy crap and then like on the second page uh because these were direct market comics they weren't approved by the comics code so like the second page of 
Moon Knight 29, he's got a guy by the throat and he kills the guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's some kind of text, the blood spurts all over. And I love yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to drink his blood later. You know, I'm going to well, can it and sell yeah. it and put it in my fridge. I'm going to drink his blood because <laughs> I'm friggin' werewolf. Right. You know, that that blew my mind as a kid. Just well, totally blew my mind. It's you know, revolutionary. Think, you know, right, and, and, and I think also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rich, is just to briefly comment. I think you're also like, we're also looking at that, that cultural stuff always influences such things like that. Like the werewolf on the left, you know, gives you that Lon Chaney kind of yes. you know, humanoid, yes. uh, but a monster, you know what I mean? Still yeah. maintaining human and whatnot. And then by the time this issue comes out we're like in the in later 80s we've had the howling yep. we've had american werewolf in london yes mm-hmm. yeah that, that's right that came out about that time too right right, right. Mm-hmm. So you have both of those which are going to inspire that so i see the one on the right and i'm thinking you know david an american werewolf in london huge vicious m- monster and then you have when he wakes up he has no idea what he's done but he's haunted by those decisions Mm-hmm. And Jack and Jack similar has that kind of thing, but you you're thinking of this big fucking vicious animal <laughs> with no rhyme or reason. It is just I will fucking kill anybody. There you go. And and uh, you so know, well I, said. I do my best, um, but I think that's just essentially part of the course. I mean, I'm sorry, like I would be scared either way, but I'm and say like I saw what Sankowitz is drawing. In real life, I have no problem admitting my pants would need to be replaced because I would be like, <laughs> I'd be like oh, well, I had a good run. Had <laughs> to be someone's lunch, so okay, cool. <laughs> it's gonna be taller than me too, probably. What you were saying? No, actually, you just beat me to it. I was basically like, uh, it's the Universal Monsters versus American Werewolf in London. You, yeah, you just oh, okay. you just were a, a little bit faster, but it's all good and. Uh, you know, you know. They, they were great and, and it was based on cultural um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now that you mentioned it i do recall seeing like american werewolf and the howling and just just those movies you know scared the hell out of me you know the way they the you know the advanced technology the makeup advances and stuff oh, like yeah. that that allowed oh, yeah. you know a more wolfish kind of head as opposed to lon cheney jr kind of yeah more well, werewolf I mean, I mean, again, we recognize game and the fact that Jack still played a role for years in the Marvel supernatural community. I mean, that's changed mm-hmm. so much. I mean, you've had people come and go, but, you know, I want to say the classics are still there. I've read books where Jack's been there. I've read books where man thing, uh, <clears throat> son of Satan shows up, um, Love to. you know, yeah. Yeah. They, they did a lot Wait. of crossovers, Drew. Like I, I remember having from that original series, um, Iron Man was in guest starred in the series and so uh yeah that's right mm-hmm. crossed over in, into many universes mm-hmm. in, in marvel you know, I, mean, I mean the fact i mean the funny thing is that that there's always been a love-hate relationship with marvel and horror characters because you know you've had times where characters like morbius had successful series that lasted 40 50 60 issues but they try it now they barely get 12 before <laughs> the sales just aren't there and I think some of it is of the time. And then some of it is, as we've talked about earlier, the creative, how you, what journey you take the characters on. And it's, it's hard because it's, do you just do 
let me give the fans what they want. Let me just give them blood and guts and mayhem and, and supernatural stuff. Or do I follow a story? Do I maintain character? And I think that's the point of monsters is there's always a shred of humanity for us to connect to. Like Jack Russell is when he transforms, he doesn't know what he does. So he wakes mm -hmm. up and he's, I mean, the first time we saw him with Moon Knight, he had just been struggling with having killed a friend and traumatized that friend's niece. Yeah, so he that's right. Home that's right. Yep. And he, and he sees his his parent, um, and then this weird fucking guy all in white and a cape trying to take him in. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, that's mm -hmm. oh, that, that is, sir. This is a bad day to do this. Can you <laughs> can you wait? I'm having a day. You know, um, all the monsters have that. And I, and I again, that's what Marvel does very well. DC does the same thing. So, uh, you know, again, I just think that stories, if you have a little horror on it, you're always going to have a good audience for it. Because, come on, being a superhero is scary. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're doing weird shit all the motherfucking time. Like, mm -hmm. it's usually not going to end well. And it was cool the there's uh i said this off the air earlier there's um this is uh sinkevich he was the regular artist on the series for like mm -hmm. the first 30 issues and these are yeah. his last this is his last storyline so the idea that you know they would call back to the first adventure we all saw moon knight in which was mm -hmm. in werewolf by night you know that they would kind of bring that back and that sinkevich would kind of leave the series with his take on Moon Knight's first adventure. I like all that kind of that synchronicity or whatever you would call that, that balance, you know? Absolutely. I mean, the fact that that Jack wrote him a note and referenced, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. He, yeah, he was like, he wrote him a note like, for, for Dear yeah, Moon Knight, for, <laughs> for the cops. It's like, it's like you, werewolves, no cursive? I'm like, this is a refined ass werewolf. Like, I don't even think Don. Ch I don't think Lon Chaney did cursive. Like, well, it wasn't a full know. moon night. He wrote it on a night that it wasn't a full moon night. Is that oh, that's true. But I mean, the advance. No I, what again? The advance notice. Like he had all these notes. I'm like, Jack, how far ahead did you plan this? <laughs> like, you know, he's got the house and everything and all mm -hmm. that. And then it just, of course, it's don't don't let me out. Seal the door. And it's like shit. <laughs> it's always too late you know you it gotta, always, it always it's is. gotta be it's gotta be because, too late because joe if you know this as a creator if you have no conflict you have no story no one's gonna give a shit like oh conveniently hidden behind a door mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. no way you're getting out now mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. the door's weakened oh mm -hmm. no he's yeah. gonna get out and then again when they, when they were when they first met in Werewolf by Night, he was happy to uh, take out the werewolf. You know, he was filling them mm -hmm. full of silver crescent darts. And this yep. time around, he seemed to have sympathy for Jack as the character, as a victim of the disease that he had and kind of treated yep. him a little more softly and stuff like that. So you can see the character arc there, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was the best cool. natural buddy yeah. cop ever. I'm like, Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight. <laughs> and it's... It feels I, like I, they shouldn't work, but yet somehow they do. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, you know, uh, moon cop, wolf cop. I was like, boom, done. Yeah. 
You and know. who's got sympathy for a Satanist? Nobody. So it's like, sick that werewolf on those guys. <laughs> right. Let's um, go bananas. <laughs> it's one of those cops, guys, take five. Just go to the <laughs> Just let, let, it, let us clean up. You can do all the paperwork later. Just yep. do this. Exactly. No, but it was, exactly. it was, thank you, Joe. Like, this was really great. And it was just, uh, you know, with knowing it's, it was Sankowitz's last uh hurrah i think it kind of makes the ending even a little sadder you know yeah that last yeah. shot it was like the werewolf kind of running off into the distance and you know mm -hmm. like, yeah that's that's Saying bill goodbye. that's bill running yeah. off with one of the best drawings he's ever done of moon Knight, right there on the left and then mm -hmm. there he is off in the distance, you know, onto other yeah. things, new mutants or whatever was next. Yeah, I, I feel like that was the influence when it moved on to like, like you just said, new mutants. When like the Ron, it was the same influence and structure that built it. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Oh, but it was, yeah. Go no. I was just going to say, you can see his, you know, uh, what I would call a more straightforward uh, Neil Adams slash realistic, in quotes, style. It, uh, there are also hints in here where he's starting to get abstract. He's starting to get expressionistic with his shapes. Uh, there's a, a shit ton of black. And I'm not sure why, but it all works. You know, it's just, everything is like even... Even airplanes are silhouette, you know, ninety percent silhouettes and stuff like that. And it just like adds, you know, the weight, you know, the the kind of horror, the darkness, ambiance. just adds to it. Yeah, the ambiance. Yeah, and you know, Joe, you bring that up. I think that's just a thing that a lot of horror creators do. Like I notice you see it a lot, especially with Mike Mignola, mm -hmm. with a lot of Hellboy, yeah, totally. you know, dark in the shadows and whatnot, because it it kind of helps you focus on. Like, I, I don't want to say it's like it's it helps you focus on the action a little bit and kind of draws you in mm -hmm. to the, the the suspense of the moment. And again, and horror, I think shadows get even darker. Yeah. That's how it normally is. Like in regular, you know, lab, but it's horror. You don't know what's in there. So you yeah. Yeah. The blackness is the mystery. But even in the issues that. Uh, you know, we had seen um, on my last episode, you know, I think we did the first five issues, you know, the black wasn't as heavy, you know, the uh, Moon Knight is a, is a street level night character, but I yeah. don't recall, you know, just the, I mean, this is like a, it's almost like he started with a black page and then pulled, you know, shapes out of it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was just very impressed all around. I still am. Well, Still am. I read oh, no, it earlier today. I was like, yeah, this is still great. Yeah, um, and, and you know, you we've got we've got what forty years of history now. So some of the shock and some of the, like I said, you know, when I when I was there, the, the you know the 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 change in the design of the character was just as mind blowing as as anything else. And forty years of of history on top of that now it's not so big of a deal okay this is how he draws a character you know that's pretty much how you know you read a comic book now so let's see how trad uh what's his name trad moore how to see how trad moore draws the silver surfer yeah. you know it's not a shock it's just oh i like his style you know people are more i don't know if uh, educated is the right word but they're exposed more to different other artists interpretations of the same character 
you know, Batman, you know, there's Bruce Tim Batman and there's Neil Adams Batman, there's Frank Miller's Batman, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, the designs are clearly different. And, uh, but f for me back then in 1982, this was, this was a, a giant shock. Oh, absolutely. So, um, I, but I still think the story is good. Doug Mensch is one of my favorite writers of all time. So yeah, he's great. He still got it. Still got it. Still got it. And yep, still even he, whether it's Moon Knight or Batman, still writes a great story. Yep. Yep. This Batman run with Kelly Jones is fantastic. Loved Absolutely. it. Hey, Joe, with your artistic descriptors of this, um, I, I wonder when you're not working on commissions or working on your newest projects, such as Zodiacs, um, do you have other artistic expression that you uh, that you dabble with? Like what? Like music and are, stuff like are, that? Are you painting? Do you, uh, you know, are you writing books? Or, 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 yeah, music, any, um, any other kind of artistic expression. Well, the new Z kind of helps me out because I write it as well. So you get the, I get the writing, you know, uh, it's kind of all, you get the storyboarding aspect of comics and you get the, um, you know, the anatomy lessons and stuff like that while you're drawing. And I'm also writing at the same time. So that writing bug is kind of satisfied for me. Um, I play a little guitar, but I need a lot Just of work fun. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, now, totally now, have you have you written many things, Joe, yeah. or is this a more of a new endeavor for you? I I uh, wrote and drew a series for Valiant back in the day, almost geez, almost thirty years ago now, uh, called Secret Weapons. That was my first um, when I worked at Valiant. Uh, uh, my first writing, professional writing, was done there. I did some uh, a Shadow Man story, and then I got plopped into my own series, which I wrote and drew. But I've been writing and drawing since I was a kid, you know. So, you know, uh, for me, for me, comics are, you know, the corpus colossum of script and art goes back and forth. You know, while I'm drawing, uh, ideas for stories and dialogue come to my head. So if you see, like, the original art on my um, new Zodiac stuff, you'll see dialogue ideas written on the stuff. So while I'm just... You know, while I'm, pe while I'm while I'm penciling and inking, my my brain is also working on the writing. And when I'm writing, very often I'll see I'll see the scenes in my head, so I start writing scenes. So um, there's quite a bit of uh, back and forth, you know, like a ping pong table uh, script and art for me. It's uh, awesome. Thank yeah, process. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's kind of cool. Um, I, it's, it's just how, how I always worked, I guess, you know, since I was 10 years old, I've been, you know, when I was 10 years old, I sat down uh, at my table and I said, I'm going to start my own comic book company. And I had two small pieces of paper and I just started at the top and created like 10 different characters. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to draw 10 comics, one with each of these characters. And, uh, you know, and ever since then, I was just like, you know, okay, I'm going to do a 10 page story and I would just start on page one. And hopefully by the end of page 10 and the story was done or I didn't, a lot of times I needed to cram in to finish the story in two pages. And so the last two pages have like 15 panels each on them, but I was always thinking comics, story plus art, story and art, you know, art serves the story. 
um, less interested in, you know, a, you know, a rendering or a fantastic drawing, more interested in what happens to this character at the end, you know, and telling that story visually. That's kind of my brain. Awesome. That's fascinating. Especially since there's, there's such a division between the writers and the artists. Could you say that again, Rich? Sorry. I'm sorry. It, it seems like when I talk to um, artists or writers, there seems to be more of a division. And you seem to be encapsulating both. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, pretty, totally. Pretty cool. Yeah. I, and I, I totally understand and respect, you know, a writer writes and mm -hmm. artists, artists can't think of stories or can't create characters. They just want a story and then they take the story and run with it from there and get creative that way. It's a million different ways that you can be creative. I respect them all, but I have the... <laughs> I have I have them both, I guess. Yeah, you, got the, you got the gift, and you uh, obviously uh, because yeah. you were a fan when you were a kid. That's what you wanted to do, and yeah, you developed yeah. that, which is which is an awesome skill. Yeah, and I have the uh, those two drawings I did when I was ten. Uh, I had them framed, and they're above my my desk. So it's like nice. when I'm having a shitty day, I was like, that guy didn't have a shitty day, and he was ten years old. You, you so know, let's go and speak. And speaking of things framed, I've been meaning to ask you this before, especially before you go. The art piece that's behind you, where is that from or who did that? Because I've been noticing it as you've been talking. Like, I'm paying attention to you. My ADD is like, but that's a really good piece of artwork there. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, well, that is the, uh, that's the next uh, character that I'm going to be working on. Her name is Cricket. She's the new Pisces. She's oh, okay. a paranormal investigator who... Uh, communicates with the dead trapped on earth and this um the new zodiacs was originally a mini series a four issue mini which i did around 2015 ish that's the cover to the third issue and uh so when i relaunch it i'm going to take the the story that was in issue three and then i'm going to add another new story i think it's about 15 pages now so there will be new material added to the reprint when i relaunch it's going to be this format like 52 pages cardstock cover but instead of new zodiacs aquarius it'll be new zodiacs pisces and she'll be the main character oh, nice. so ideally each one of the uh signs of the zodiac will get their own their own comic book nice. that's my plan Very cool. awesome i can do it and uh paranormal investigation is huge right now yeah yeah why not it again it's like yeah you, know, you see my sketchbooks, it's like while I'm drawing this guy, you know, and my dialogue is finished, you know, okay, what do I do now? What if, you know, I love horror and what if we smash sci-fi into horror? And it's funny that, that we mentioned that, you know, Stephen Grant, Mark Spector doesn't think that lycanthropy is a mystical, magical thing. He thinks it's science. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the, the theme of this, that we're... I'm going to scientifically explain, you know, ghosts and spirits and these kind of mysterious things. The cricket understands what happens when you die, where you go, what happens to you. And uh, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't help her, you know, it doesn't make her happy in life. You know what I mean? Some things you want to keep mysterious. She knows the mystery. That's the crux of her character. I'm uh, I'm actually watching a show right now that they they do that they it, it's like a paranormal show but they actually 
it's not ghosts or anything. It, it, it's it's a place that has a lot of weird stuff happening. Uh, but they brought in uh, this rocket scientist, and they have a whole team of scientists like trying to explain, figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's uh, I, I pushed the hell out of it, uh, but it's crazy. It's uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Is this uh, is this a fictional show or is this like Discovery Channel or uh, what is it? It's um, uh, it's on Discovery Plus um, is it? Mm-hmm. and History Channel. Um, okay. And you know, History Channel, they try to like you know uh, sensationalize it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, like, that's uh, where you find all the alien conspiracy yeah. shows, right? But, <laughs> you, you know, they're pretty History real. History Channel. They, they, they're pretty real about it because the uh, the first episode, you notice the uh, the rocket scientist that they hired to bring in to investigate it. You know, he, he's pretty much saying, ah, "This is bullshit." You know, what what the hell is this place? You know. Uh, mm-hmm. But he he he's you know changing his mind. I actually watch a live stream of the scientists like they do like a uh, uh, discussion every couple weeks, you know, because they're still oh, at cool. the ranch and still doing investigations and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a rabbit hole if you decide to go down it. The live stream is on the online. Uh, live is stream there... is actually a uh, subscription. Um, oh really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah but they uh, they you can get like all the live feeds of the, uh, of all the cameras at the ranch and stuff like that. It's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you guys ever had like, uh, odd unexplained experiences have happened to you? Like uh, a mug goes across the table or anything like that? Uh, I, I've definitely experienced some, some things. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Drew. Now, I was going to say, I, I've never seen anything yet, but mine is always about awareness. Like, um, I think because <laughs> I think because my interest in Ghostbusters really pushed me toward an awareness of the paranormal mm-hmm. uh, and a real fascination with the supernatural. Um, I think I was always kind of aware of certain things, and I... Okay, I, I, I've tried explaining it the best way possible, and the only way I can do it is through a Stephen King reference. So mm-hmm. you've seen The Shining, right? And you've seen the scene where Dick is talking to Danny about The Shining and how everybody shines a little. Mm-hmm. So you don't even realize it, but they are, and some people just shine a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to describe it is, I don't know if I shine a little less than more, but I was kind of new things. Mm-hmm. Like that, that instinct, like, do not go there or oh right right is something is is you know do not go there there's something weird here i was that friend if someone's like hey let's go to a graveyard with a ouija board i was like can we stay in <laughs> i've seen this movie and I think... i'd like to be able to get one guys tomorrow instead of be the only one and then have to call parents can we just let's be, be smarter and just not poke the supernatural with a stick I have a similar kind of uh, ability. I think I, I call it fear, though. <laughs> it's like, let's not go in that graveyard right now. <laughs> the, uh, uh, not, not to bring everything down, and it, it's been a long time, but like uh, the, um, uh, the night my, my first wife passed, like I saw like all sorts of lights. Like driving oh, no driving home from the hospital, like the um, the uh, street lamps would like glow brighter, and I tried <laughs> sleeping and like I kept on getting waking up by like the room like lighting up. 
No and, shit. Yeah, and uh, we rented a really old house uh, early on, and she kept on seeing, like, it was right by the water, so, you know, we would get trespassers and shit. Uh, but she kept on seeing this old guy, like, on our back porch. And, you know, every try- time we tried to, like, go shoo him off, like, you know, he- he'd-, he'd be gone. And one day I got fed up. I said, you go to the porch. I'm going to go around the back, and we'll meet him in the middle. I go around. There's no other way to get because it's it's a long ramp down. Um, I come up and meet her. Nobody. <clears throat> yeah. Damn. Love it. Yeah, and uh, we we like the first night we were there, like doors were slamming and stuff, and I thought it was the wind, but like it never happened again. And it, it was some like, of my research, uh, a lot of this kind of stuff manifests around water, so it's odd that you had said that. Yeah, it, you it, you it, were on a lake or something. Where were where how what was the water source? Uh, so it was uh, it's a, a river, and actually it oh, was okay. a um, I want to say it was a a civil war house uh there is actually oh in the building, okay well in, in, <laughs> gotta go okay. jerry's gotta go <laughs> no. history yeah. any you said war get out well get in 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 the basement it was a a dirt basement whoa 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 Did you say basement? <laughs> yeah dirt basement <laughs> dirt, dirt basement and there was a part of the basement where it was, it was really deep and it, what it was is it used to be a um, uh, they used to build like a, a small ships in the bottom and, and launch them out. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. Leo, this is what happens when we go explore basements of Civil War related houses. OK, ghost. I, I, I had to go down there to check the oil to see, you know, Uh huh. check the oil. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known people who have had like the, you know they were in bed and sheets were pulled off the bed and there's no one else in the room and then they were grabbed by the ankles and pulled off. Yep. But, yeah, yeah. Like Hard well, yeah, don't, like, don't, don't put the hang the toes outside of the covers. <laughs> Not yeah. feel comfortable at all. Yeah. And, uh, interesting, uh, Joe. Uh, I, I grew up in New York and uh, my mom dated back in the uh, late seventies a guy that uh, owned the house that they filmed Amityville Horror in. Oh, no kidding. So um, his game room was actually the Red Room. And uh, I was too young at the time to know. But years later, I was like, oh, my God, I was in that fucking house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it wasn't the real Amityville Horror, but it's what they filmed the movie for. I see. I see. Okay. So you were good. You were cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Movies don't mean anything. Actual house. No, nobody followed me home that night. Okay, nice. Yeah, I love that stuff. So that's my cricket is my outlet for that kind of stuff. Very cool. Uh, the Liberator, um, he's my outlet for, you know, social commentary. I'm not a big fan of corporations taking over the planet. So he's a hacker who kind of steals information from uh, corporations that that they've sequestered for various reasons, and he shares them with the public. You know. And then awesome. he becomes the most wanted man on the planet for it. So that's that's what the Liberator, the Aquarius character is about. So okay. I have many that's interests, you, and I the pour rebel. them into each character. That's awesome. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Uh, that sounds very cool. I, I Can't I wait know, to read it. 
totally. And uh, so you'll be at Rhode Island Comic Con, and this weekend you are where are you again? I'm at the Alternate Universe in Milford, Connecticut, and then I'll be at Baltimore Comic Con the weekend after that, and then Rhode Island the weekend after that, and cool. then uh, Black Black Friday Thanksgiving weekend I'll be at uh, Northeast Comic Con. Wow, you got a busy schedule coming up. It's the New Zodiac's Aquarius tour. Nice. I have a little catchphrase: "Spread the new Z." So that's what I'm trying to do. And if if people can't run into you in any of those locations, Joe, where can they find it online? Uh, you can go to uh, astronautinc.com or newzodiacs.com. It's the same website, and uh, there's contact links for me there. There's a store link. Uh, with the comics and stuff like that. So awesome. You can go there. Yeah. And I That's have those cool. links okay. in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Cool. And, uh, I, I know we kept you a little late, Joe, but thank you so much for your time tonight. It, it, oh, I appreciate it. it I could talk about this stuff all day. So thank you for uh, keeping me a limit. See, I wasn't exaggerating. You're a nice, approachable guy. You like to talk about this stuff. It's true. It definitely is. Okay, cool. <laughs> So uh, I'll be on tomorrow, I guess, right? We're, we're doing shows tomorrow if you want to join us. Okay. You can jump, okay. On the door getting, jump on the regular door getting show tomorrow. Okay. What are you talking about? Uh, we'll probably be talking about uh, She-Hulk, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll find other stuff to talk about. Okay. I can't you help always you, I guess. <laughs> okay. Next time, true believers. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for your time, Joe. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great seeing you guys. Uh, wish you all well. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Well, we'll see you soon. You bet. Thank see you soon. Bye. 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 All right. Yeah. Always nice when Joe stops by. Oh yeah, Joe's awesome. It's. Uh, I can't wait to pick up his uh, new books. That we'll get them in uh, in person so we can get them to autograph them. And- Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Leo, don't get four covers of the same book again, please. Like, I'm so, I'm still your uncanny X-Men one. Oh, I got 20 of the same covers. I was like, why? Why? Uh, well, you, you know, I, I did that with Joe's last book. You know, it's just nice. Uh, you you got to get all the covers, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to get all the covers, right? All right. So do you want to just, Leo, did you get a chance to read everything or is it, is it worth even talking about the Marvel zombies thing or did you get a chance to read it? I I just breezed through it. Um, I also had uh, more news items. Um, okay. right. Do you want to just quick, is, is it a lot of news or? Uh, I can go through it really quick. Uh, okay. So let's see. Uh, we mentioned uh, Sasha Bar- Baron Cohen uh, possibly joining the MCU, Mephisto, which makes you very excited. I, uh, Mephisto. I mean, you know, they've been toying. I know. Yeah. Leo will be able to like since, since Wandavision, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I follow those YouTubers, so it's, you know, they 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 beat it into me, you know. Well, well, listen, I, I always had hope that we would see him uh, in some connection to Thanos, but it never happened, so. Yeah. I mean, with the multiverse, you never know. Could happen. Yeah, yeah. Another version, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, Marvel News, uh, just real quick. Um, we mentioned that Wonder Man, uh, there was announcements on that. Uh, so, a lot of these are rumors, so definitely take them with a grain of salt. Uh, Channing Tatum is possibly playing Gambit. Um, okay. Agatha, the Coven of Chaos, may introduce Wiccan and Hulkling. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Fantastic Four lockdown studio space for production, looking to start fall of 2023 in the UK. Okay. And uh, there was an announcement today that apparently the adult Morgan Stark, that her rumor will be huge. Uh, not her rumor. Her her um, comeback will be a very large comeback. Well, that's good. Yeah. Is it is it a different actress or is it? It's not the same. It's not the same kid, right? Uh, no, they just said the adult no. Morgan Stark. Um, yeah, they, it, it's very uh, very little information. It just said that her her comeback well, is going to be. Well, it, it, it's Marvel, you know. They, I mean, come on, you think? I oh, mean, the NDA is that Marvel and Star Wars actors have to sign just to be in these roles. I mean, holy shit, man. Oh, yeah. Tight-lipped. Yeah, especially, you know, uh, that that Kevin, the real Kevin that we know about now. Yeah, she, she Hulk had to sign the NDA, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're funny. Um, so what else is there, Leo? Okay, uh, Thunderbolts rumors. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to be executive producer. Wait, wait, Leo, let's go back to the other Thunderbolts rumor that you mentioned earlier, that Harrison Ford was going to be Red Hulk. I thought that was from a really, like... No, not Red Hulk. No? No, 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 Leo, that's right. Equals Red Hulk. Right. He can, in the comics, he becomes Red Hulk, yes. But we have no indication that that's the direction they're going to go. And... If, I, I, I thought the, the uh, whoever reported that was kind of suspect. Am I wrong, Drew? A little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but but I think the the thing I got to be honest with you is that when I when I've seen all the rest of She Hulk, I definitely want to talk because I've seen certain things that I'm a little critical about. But it's not about She Hulk. It's actually how they I feel they've handled Hulk oh, and something. Watch the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I listen. I know, but I, I hate to say it, something know? was spoiled. Do you something know was, something was spoiled for me, unfortunately, because the internet is full of garbage. Okay. Um, yeah, but still, but, something could have been spoiled, but it could be totally different. You have to watch you know, the last episode because they totally mind fuck you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Drew hasn't seen it, he has no clue. He only has it based on what it is. Yeah, I but know. Drew, did you did you did you see? Um, since I already know, you know that it's spoiled. Did you at least see the Daredevil episode? Uh, no, I haven't. But I already know all about it. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Harrison Ford, you know, again, all these are are rumors. But so for Thunderbolts, uh, again, rumors. Zemo appears, but is more an advisor to Val. Songboard, uh, Songbird is going to be part of the team, and Val is director of damage control. On the uh, DC front, we know jo- uh, Dwayne Johnson, Black Adam will serve as phase one of the DC universe, saying exciting times for the brand to build up and build out. Uh, and has anybody here seen Black Adam yet? No, 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 no. I'm I'm dying no, to no. see it. Uh, True. No. Comes out nope. next week, right? I thought it was out already. Since they just had the premiere. No, next week. Okay. See there. I am uh, unaware. Yeah, next week. Uh, no, no, oh, no. Okay. This week comes out uh, week. Thursday. Aha. Yeah. Uh maybe I'll go see it Thursday. Is that is that theatrical release only, Leo? Theatrical release only. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know somebody will sneak into a cam in, uh, into a theater with a camcorder or something, but they they always do. They always do. <laughs> always uh, do. So uh, yeah, just real quick on the DC front, uh, Walter Hamada was against Henry Cavill again. All rumors uh, from Superman returning in DCU, new Superman film with Henry Cavill in development. James Gunn pitches a secret project with DC. Mm-hmm. Also, I we haven't addressed this before. I'd like to give a splash page congratulations. I do know it was in the past, but it happened. He did end up marrying his girlfriend, who did play a role in um, Peacemaker. Uh, I do see that they did get married, yeah. and that it was a gorgeous event. Uh, a lot of uh, you know people from Peacemaker, Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy all showed up at the wedding oh, nice. and you know it was just a really nice affair and they seemed like a really great couple and uh you know just uh for especially it's go james yeah congrats congratulations my dude so just wanted to just say that because we hadn't said it earlier and i just remembered it because we were talking about Jim's gun so leo back to you uh yeah uh only other thing i'll say is uh batman one bad day penguin is out this week Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, those, uh, yeah, Batman One Bad Day books have been uh, coming out pretty regularly. Last one was, I believe, Riddler. Mm-hmm. Hearing any good things, Leo? Uh, I I heard Riddler was good. Um, I still need to read it, and uh, I'll pick up Penguin as well. And uh, put it in the stack. Add it to the stack. Add it to the stack and read it. Uh, you know, uh, Batman one twenty eight. Uh, I started reading that, um, and uh, that that's really good so far. Mm-hmm. That's all. I'll I'll end it right there. I don't want to spoil anything because it's, it's, all right. it's the storyline's really good. With uh, I don't want to spoil it. Forget it. Forget it. I said anything. Forget it. Who? What? It- you didn't say nothing. <laughs> I have high hopes for the new Batman storyline, though. Mm-hmm. High, high hopes. All right. Okay, Drew. Drew, you sleeping? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I just got a text from work. I'm sorry. Um, my apologies. Uh, my apologies, guys. Um, but back to it. So yes. Uh, so I recommended this because I, I wasn't sure if two issues was just enough. Honestly, I should just kept it that way. So I recommended this really cute Marvel Zombies one shot. Um, it's funny because it came at a point. Where I feel Marvel and the nerd world is kind of over Marvel zombies, but the way that it's written, uh, personally, I enjoyed it. Uh, one because the writer Fred Van Lent, who did Marvel Zombies three, four, and five, um, which I would love to cover Marvel Zombies three, especially as it is a great horror comic um, that ties into the Marvel Zombies event but does its own thing. Um, this story was really nice because it didn't really follow any of the Marvel zombies ploys. It was a world where there were Marvel and zombies, but it was its own thing. It was a nice little cute one shot within the Halloween. And I also, I'm not gonna lie, I picked it because one of the main characters is someone uh, Leo is very excited to see in the MCU. So thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, but this was just cute and I really enjoyed it. Um, I will never object to I never object to children dressing up for Halloween. I think that is just what makes the the holiday great. 
is the joy kids get from walking around uh, in costume getting free candy, you know? Just real quick, I didn't realize this was a crossover. Batman's in it? Uh, yeah, I say, Black uh, Panther. I want to say it's Black Panther, but surely. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it, it, no, it was a great framework because, you know, you're starting off, you don't realize, you know, you know you, we all know what Marvel Zombies is. So in this case, uh, the Marvel Zombies have taken over for years and this child has grown up his whole life not knowing any other universe except that existence. So he is running with his mother and trying to stay safe and inside a house and not get eaten by zombies going out at night. And we later come to find out it's Kitty Pride from the X-Men. Um, and Colossus is dead in this. And the kid has never heard of Halloween and he reads about it. And he's like, I want to dress up. And he ends up finding an old Logan costume. And his mom at first is like, no. And then she gives in. And she's like, oh, I got to go out and get you candy. Why don't you stay here? And he found this little black cat in the in the walls. And it's, it's really cute. And then, of course, the cat gets out. And the kid gets locked out of the house. And he almost gets eaten. And But it's Halloween. And he doesn't get eaten. And it's a cute story. So... It was great. It was it was great. It was cute. It was scary. It was Marvel esque. It, it, it was a great one shot for Halloween. I, I couldn't I couldn't have enjoyed it more for what it was. I, I have to be honest. I think one of my cutest moments is actually uh, Leo. If you wouldn't mind going back to when he first tries on his Halloween costume, that that panel right there, throwing shade at his costume, it's like Wolverine. You couldn't get Spider Man. Like that to me is just so cute and, and, uh, and whatnot. And I loved that she dressed him as Wolverine, as we know the backstory between Wolverine and Kitty, which apparently still exists in this world. Um, we now know that zombie squirrels are definitely terrifying. <laughs> what universe? That's just horrifying. This, this scene with this, I think I, I think I was like, look at this Halloween Ebenezer Scrooge looking motherfucker. Um, definitely creep me out like that. This whole thing was just wonderfully macabre. Um, and then I, I think for me, it was the zombies. I was just like, this random, you've got the power pack, you've got the runaways, you've got, um, some, I think the kid is from Avengers Academy. Um, like, I just thought that was ridiculous. And then dark hawk i mean when the fuck do you see that um and then uh the fact that that the kid blinded dark hawk that was pretty funny i was like yeah that's pretty insulting um but i think for me the other great moment was how mephisto introduced himself mm -hmm. quoting the rolling stones like that to me just fucking killed me um, and then he just shows up and he just lays waste. I mean, he is Marvel's incarnation of the devil. So gotta, gotta love that. Um, again, I just thought this was just cute and sinister and just right up Halloween's and right up to the ending. The ending, I mean, I'm not a cat owner, but I assume anyone who does own cats that this is just a cute ending. And you don't really see that in a lot of horror movies. So, you know, uh, yeah. So... That's, that's Drew's reasons and 
and such. Um, yeah, this, uh, is, this, is, this was a great choice, Drew. Um, I, unfortunately, Leo only got to skim it, um, but I know if he actually gets to read it, it'll pull at his little heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I know what would be nice is that maybe the next show, you guys want to bring, I would glad be glad to show um, Halloween costumes of us from our younger years. My mother has sent me quite a few. So I would gladly love to show off uh, these excellent costume skills where they all started. So if you guys want to share some of that, I think that could be cute next uh, next uh, next show. I know we have a guest, um, but who knows? We can ask him to bring some too. Who knows? Why not? Everybody's got childhood Halloween costumes. Yeah, I, I don't think I have any pictures of those. That's for sure. Yeah, same here. How about you, Leo? No. I, I, I think there was one of me dressed as like a, uh, um, I don't know what the proper word is. Um, Monster? <laughs> Superhero? <laughs> Cowboy? Sexy uh, 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 mermaid? Uh, uh, I, apparently I was dressed as a hobo when I was a kid. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's politically correct nowadays. You was a bum. I was. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys? I mean, um, I mean, Leo, do you want to say anything about the Marvel Zombies, or are you good? Uh, I'm good. I don't want to say anything because I haven't had a chance to read it in full. Um, mm. But I mean, going by what you said, it, it looks like it's definitely worth the read. So, oh yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. I mean, and on top of it, the cover. I mean, Francesco Fantavilla, who was the artist for Afterlife with Archie, I mean, what a great uh, cover. I mean, this this it's very rare that a comic to me screams Halloween, but this really did. And, um, I, and, I not, also, just, and not just because it's zombies. So exactly. It and, and that's the thing I loved is that you had our, our uh, the devil in our story explaining that despite how much time passes the rules of, of the old still apply and um yeah it was just great so um i don't know if you guys have anything more to talk about or if we just kind of um want to wrap it up and do our ratings and then adios havitos we so can, I don't know. we can do that yeah i didn't really have anything other than um uh the only other thing comic related that i we can't talk about She-Hulk yet. So uh, Drew watch She-Hulk, so we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and uh, a special shout-out to our brother-in-arms, Jeremy, who's going through the harvest, so hopefully he'll be back soon. Totally. Um, did uh, none of you are watching Walking Dead? No. No. I'm sorry. This is, I'm sorry. This isn't uh, 2013, so no. Uh, did, you, did you read the comics? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, they they this episode this week they introduced uh, uh, smarter zombies. I don't know if those were in the book, like a zombies that can open doors and climb and they're not whisperers. They thought it was a whisperer, and they go to pull off its mask and they rip the flesh off the face. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if those were introduced in the. Uh, comics or if this is totally new 
It's been a long. It's been a long time, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So Walking Dead's still going on. So uh, yeah, that's the thing. Well, glad you're still watching it. <laughs> uh, yet yeah, till the end, and then they'll do another crossover. Leo, has Andor gotten any better? Or is that still pretty boring? Andor. It's watchable. <laughs> yeah, you, know, it, you know, it's a sad thing is my boss and my job is a huge Star Wars fan. Like Mando is her favorite Star Wars show. And I asked her about Andor. She said that her and her husband couldn't even get through 30 minutes. They're like, nope, I'm good. It, it, All right. it, it, it's, it's a heist uh, show. Well, yeah. You know, it, well, last time you said it was a spy show. Now it's a heist show. Spy show that turned into a heist show. They, uh, okay. yeah. Well, the one episode was a heist, uh, but oh. it, the whole thing was building up to it, and it was a lot of spy elements. So uh, the big item right now is will Mon Mothma get found out that she's, uh, you know, working for the rebels? So it, it's it's really slow. It's watchable, like I said, but you know, only. So I also haven't heard much like hype about it at all. So is this Disney Plus's first fail? I think so. I mean, I know some of the other ones have been controversial, but they've still been well watched. Yeah, yeah. This, it seems like in general, people are not getting that far into this series. No, I, I think I've read that as the lowest lowest uh, watched Star Wars uh, show. That's been released. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. Um, but House of the Dragon is awesome if you're watching that. So you say. <laughs> so you say. I, you know, listen, I, there's so many other shows I got to catch up to. So, okay, good. Yeah. You know, Game of Thrones is a wonderful world. I, I, I was hoping that we get to see more that would kind of we wash the taste of that last season out of our proverbial mouths. But so I have to say the new show totally does that. Good. Like the last three, two and a half seasons of the first series are totally like dead to me. That it killed the entire series. Like I loved watching Game of Thrones. Like every time there was a new season, I go back from episode one and rewatch it. Now I can't even watch it. Because, you know, it ends like, you know, totally sucky. But the new show is really good. I highly recommend you watch it. Nice. Yeah. I will not. <laughs> well, what do you recommend? Uh, well, I, I've babbled enough, so uh, we'll wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Definitely, you know, Joe St. Pierre is an awesome dude. Definitely check out the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Check out his stuff. Also, you know, stop by a con and go see him. Uh, you know, he has several uh, stops coming up, including Rhode Island Comic Con, which we'll be hanging out around as well. And uh, with that, uh, Mr. Drew. Hello, everyone. When I'm not being a, a world-winning author and a turtleneck, I am here. But I also am on Screen Rant doing things, and I'm also on Instagram doing more things. And if you follow me on all these things, you can be a part of that experience. But until then, leave a message at the beep. Beep. <laughs> uh, a whole new uh, Drew world. A whole Drew world. It's a new <laughs> fantastic place of you.
I'm done. Where things are being written. And, and I am known as Velvet Joker. You can find me on Instagram, Velvet Joker 2021, or on the TikTok, oh. Velvet Joker 1. Because I'm working on my editing, and it was nice having Joe St. Pierre today. And he is a legendary artist, even though we are talking like we are really familiar with him. And that's all I got to say. Peace out. Peace out.